Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment of praying. Lord, we just thank you for the goodness that is in our lives, Lord. We know that you are the author and creator of all things that are good and enjoyable and enjoyable, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your faithful acts, Lord, and that you continue to show yourself faithful throughout the generations, Lord, and that you have never changed, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for the multitude of blessings that you are pouring out on our lives, Lord, and that you do it without any strings attached to them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Mm -hmm. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And guess what? This morning, we are starting chapter 15. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Uh, You know, I've enjoyed the study so far, and no doubt I will continue to enjoy it. There's just Mm -hmm. so much in the Word. Amen. You know, I was actually reflecting that we've been in this study for some time uh, in the book of Acts, but there is so much in there that the Lord has revealed and is still revealing, mm-hmm. and it's application to our life today. Amen. Looking at, you know, the everything, the political, social, you know, um, economic climate of the day, and mm-hmm. then, and there are incredible similarities to what's happening in not just our nation, but in many nations around the whole earth and just what the Lord is doing in and for and through his people. Amen. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. That's what the scripture says. And that was written many, many years ago. There's nothing new under the sun. Amen. So there's certainly nothing new today if there was nothing new then. And you know, as we as we take our time and we go through the word, I really appreciate being able to eat the word of God and not just, you know, put a big chunk in and gulp it down, but to be able to savor the word, be able to go line by line and enjoy the flavor of who God is and explore the depth of what he's saying and seeing the perspective of fellow believers and that their perspective is no different than ours. They may have a different name for it. They have, you know, um, their names of their, their personal names of the day. They have the way they describe things, etc. But the heart of it and the core of it is the same as who we are today. So I just appreciate that. And I love to savor the word of God. Amen. So let's get into the word then, shall we? Yes. And as I said, we are in Acts chapter 15. And because of the nature and of how this section is, where it's at, we are going to read the entirety of these events, so the first 31 verses of this chapter. We, we know there are multiple sections in this this story in the, or this part of Scripture. but So that way, both for us and for the listeners, can just hear this part in its entirety, We just want to read it through, and then we'll begin discussing. So can I get a volunteer to read from Acts 15, verses 1 through 31, please? 
I will. All right. All right. Let's go. Start us off, promise. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So being sent away, so being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversation of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all the things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of the Moses. The law of Moses, sorry. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when, they when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God just among us, that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, according, acknowledged them by, by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us, and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, um, and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own, company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them to the brethren who are the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law. To whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by the word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from things offered to idols, 
from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Amen. So at this time, we're going to open the floor up for each of you to have the opportunity to share and minister what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I will. All right, promise. Okay, so the Lord reminded me of several scriptures. One was Matthew 23. I believe it's the first verse. It's among the one of the woes. And then the Lord also reminded me of Titus um, 1, where I was talking about that there's people saying that they're making hasty generalizations about certain peoples without actually looking to find the truth. Okay. And so, the let me get back to Acts. Okay, so first the Lord is talking to me about verse 1 where it was saying that talking about the certain men and how it said that unless they were circumcised according to the custom of Moses, that they couldn't be saved. And how inside of Titus, it, um, Paul gives an example of a, a man who called himself a prophet without actually being called a prophet by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he made a hasty generalization about Cretans and said that they're all liars. Mm-hmm. And how because of and I believe inside of Titus it says that because he said these things that other people turned away. Yes, it's not said explicitly. But it said that other people turned away because he had said that. It then the Lord also, and with this, the Lord remind me of Galatians where it talks, wait, no, sorry. Second Timothy at the end near the end of the book where it talks about how that people would be turned away because they're listening to fables made made up by other people and how not to take heed of them and practically just to test the spirit of what was coming by and saying no this isn't truth and then dismissing it. And so the Lord's remind me of Especially inside of today's day and age, there's a lot of people who go about and talking about making hasty generalizations about certain things, saying, if you don't do this, as in, if you don't approve of these certain actions or behaviors, you can't be Christian, or you're racist. Okay, so they're adding their own definitions to things that the Lord did not say. Is that what you're saying, promise? Yes, mommy. Okay. And no doubt God wants us to walk in love with everyone. So certain, you know, of course he wants us to treat everyone equally, whether they're regardless of how much money they have or don't have, or their 
any of those other things that people would use or the adversary would use through other people to divide um, us from one another. God wants us to walk in love. And um, you were saying in Titus where they were talking about that, um, one of their own quote unquote prophets said something about um, Cretans. They're always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. And Paul was saying that the purpose of the elder was to, no matter what the, um, I'll say the customs of other people are, like how they were raised, if you will, help them to walk in line with faith in God, help them to, to put away the things that they lived in their life without Christ so that they could put on Christ and walk properly in faith towards him. Is that right? Yes. Okay. What else? It then, and where it's talking about the sermon, Lord also reminded me of Matthew 23, verse 15, where it's talking about how the scribes and Pharisees would travel long distances just to proselytize a certain one man, and then they made them twice the son of son of a double as they were and how they were speaking lies about that and the Lord showed me that with this and how it was saying that unless certain men were circumcised that they weren't Christians and they couldn't be saved mm -hmm. and that it was saying that they had to do certain things but the Lord's also showing me that when people do that it's also putting other people under bondage mm -hmm. and Go ahead, sweetie. It's not saying that the law of Moses was bad. It's simply saying that putting qualifications on it saying, unless you do all these behaviors, you cannot be saved. Right. So what they were actually doing was adding to the word of God. And um, instead, we, we say often in this, this ministry and in our family, do what the Lord is telling you to do. Say what he's telling you to say. Do it how he's telling you to do it. Don't add anything to it and don't take away. Because God is the one who set the standard and the metric. So, for example, these people were, they were coming into belief in Christ. They believed that Jesus was the Messiah. But because their, their, their pre-learned behaviors and their own ideas were added to other people, it was causing harm to the believers that they were speaking to. Did they do it necessarily out of malicious um malicious motivations probably not but they thought okay well we're going to bring you into what we have where they they in their mind they may have even actually thought they were welcoming these other people in by telling them you have to be circumcised and keep the law of moses we're welcoming you into israel so do these things and you'll be like us but they in their natural mind adding to what christ did which was by grace right by yes. by grace through faith they were adding to it and perverting, and I don't think they were doing it intentionally, but providing an opportunity for the adversary through their lack of understanding and their human knowledge that was putting bondage on the other people and tainting what Christ had purposed and already done. We, we know by the scriptures that he, did, he concluded the law of Moses. By keeping the whole law, he said it's finished. He did everything that was required. And then he began a new covenant in his blood that you could come through the blood of Jesus Christ, not the blood of bulls and goats, not the, um, the 
physical circumcision and leaving out the circumcision of the heart, he said, put that away and come over into this grace. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and enter into the grace that he's provided. And therein lies your salvation and keep moving forward in him. So in their minds, because they didn't, they had not yet fully grasped the concept and principles of God with their spirit, soul, and body. They only had a mental knowledge of it and they agreed with the idea. They went forward to teach and they weren't yet ready. And so what ended up coming out of it was that they were adding bondage to other people and causing strife and dissension. But I don't think they were necessarily maybe even trying to do that because they were believers. They were new believers. But that's also why the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul later on says, don't teach just yet. If you're a novice, sit down and learn first, because you're going to bring in your your old ways and habits and try to put the grace of God on top of that and then teach that to other people. And it's going to cause them to be derailed in their the purity of their life in Jesus Christ. So novice, sit down and be quiet and learn for a while. And then once you become seasoned and skillful in the things of God, you're aptly applying them in your own life and in your own household and you understand them, that it's a part of your being. Now you can teach others. But that's why the Lord wants us to learn first and then teach others. So, so why he, Paul, later writes that like a wise master builder, mm-hmm. I have built on the foundation that's been laid and that foundation being Christ. Mm-hmm. So, yes. and then he, he cautions everyone, be careful how you build. Amen. And there's a distinction between these Pharisees and the ones that were persecuting the church. They were trying to kill them, lock them up, whatever they needed to do to get rid of them. But now these are saying, well, okay, we're going to let you in. Okay, we've, so we swallowed this. We're going to let you in, but you got to come and be like us. Where they weren't the goal and the target, it's be like Christ not be like the Pharisees. And, you know, there's there's human pride in everything, right? They're thinking, yes. we're already Pharisees. We've learned enough. We already know the word, so we're apt to teach, but they hadn't learned the ways of Jesus Christ. Just like Paul, he knew all of this stuff. He had been the Pharisee of the Pharisees, but Christ had to take him into the desert and say, sit down, be quiet for a minute. Let me put this together right in your mind so that you don't misrepresent the grace of God and the faith of Jesus Christ to other people and lead them astray. You need to come out here and learn for a bit. And then even after he started teaching, he had to go and sit down and be quiet with the Lord. So he could really learn what Christ, who Christ is, what his purpose is, what he means with what he's saying in the scriptures so that other people could be led into that grace as well and not be put into further bondage. Mm -hmm. Anyone else quickly? Mine would be too long. That's okay. mine. Well, how about this? I would just encourage the listeners, right, to, as, as you said, honey, what we always say in this ministry, seek the Holy Spirit, seek the Lord, get his thoughts on it, let it pass by before him. What is he saying? What are, what are his thoughts and his ways? What are What is he saying? And what is he doing? And what is he then want us to say and do about it. Mm-hmm. And how does he want us to say, or how does he want it, and how does he want us to do whatever it is he's asking us to say and do about it in the moment? Mm-hmm. And what is his intention? Exactly. For ourselves, right? Because the word always applies 
mm-hmm. to me first. Amen. Right? Uh, Paul says that later on. Right? He's like, no matter what I preach, it applies to me first. So that way I don't disqualify myself. Mm-hmm. So it applies to me first, and it applies to everyone else. Mm-hmm. All right? Yes. yes. So I just want to encourage listeners to, to take time to do that. And to build that as a, a structure and a pattern, make it a habit in your life to do that. It doesn't just happen overnight. You have to make the choice that that's how you will approach everything in life, in the Lord. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for the grace and the mercy that you've given to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for the faith that you have equipped us with to be saved, Lord. We thank you for the good blessings that you have given to each and every one of us, Lord, and that you're willing and able to do it, Lord, and you Mm -hmm. desire to bless us with good things, God, and to satisfy our mouths, Lord, our spirits. God, we thank you for the healing and the restoration that you provide, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, God. We thank you for their well-being and their safekeeping, Lord, as they travel from home to work or home to school to the grocery store, wherever it is that you're calling them to go, Lord, that they are saved and preserved and the wicked one touches them not, Lord. So we just thank you for this time together in the word. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.